Everybody, I am here today with your local emo girlfriend, Brittany Jade. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. I'm a little sick. My my voice is a little off, so this is not how I normally sound. I'm a little bit <laughs> nasally than normal. But, you know, I'm here to chat a lot about non-wrestling stuff today because you got a lot of cool things about you, Brittany. You know, first of all, I mean, you are the local emo girlfriend. Have you always been an emo child at heart? Um... Basically, uh, my dad was a kid that had a kid, so I was raised on like Rage Against the Machine and all of that, and like it transfer like transferred into like the Used and My Chemical Romance and Hawthorne Heights and all of that. Yeah, and you know, going back to your childhood, I know for a little bit you went you went to college and all of that. You know, you got to wrestling pretty young, but didn't consider it as a career path for a little bit. What did your younger self envision your older self doing? So I always knew I wanted to do wrestling, but um, my family was like kind of mean to me and they were just like, oh, like any kid with like a dream that's not so tangible. It was obviously like the, oh, like you need to like go to college and get a degree, blah, blah, blah. And then in college, I spent so much money. I was just like, I don't like this. I'm dropping out. And here we are. I'm curious, what were you just going for like a GED or I, I think you said it was in Asheville, I think is where it was, Yeah. which I, I'll be, uh, I'll be visiting there next month. So I'm super excited. Anything you can tell me about it would be greatly appreciated. Go on. <laughs> I am from Asheville. Um, I live in Charlotte, but I am yeah, from Asheville. Yes, yes. I graduated from Asheville High. I went to the University of Asheville. Um, I lived on campus. I was, my degree, my major was undecided because I never knew what I wanted to do. So I was just really dallying. But I actually, weird fact, I have a minor in classics uh, because that was the only thing I was interested in and the only thing that I really like picked up on. So I was like really good at translating Latin and knowing about the Greek world. So I just kept doing like Latin one, Latin two, Latin three, Latin four and all that. So I have a minor in classics for zero reasons. I love that though. I so I took Latin and they had us take it in middle school, so like sixth, seventh grade. I still remember a fair amount of it, but but most of it growing up was a lot of Spanish. But you know, I'm I'm really fascinated by the Greek and you know the Roman mythology mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Um, I'm curious, do you even use that at all in, in your life at all, or is it just kind of in the back of your head? <laughs> Um, it's in the back of my head, but like if anybody like around me like um speaks any language, almost every language was rooted from Latin. Like I can kind yeah. of pick up on what you're saying. Like most like I know ten percent of what you're saying, which is kind of helpful as a bartender. So like if I'm listening in on somebody, I can like pick up a word or two. I can't speak Latin anymore because I can't practice it with anybody. There's like hardly yeah. anybody in the world that speaks Latin anymore unless like it's your life. And yeah. it stopped being yeah. my life when I like left college. Like I, me and my professor used to like speak it back and forth, but. Yeah, I can still, it's weird. I can still sing some, Um, like we used to learn like some of the Christmas songs. So like I can sing some of those still and like still conjugate some verbs and stuff. But like you said, a lot of the like romance languages are, are based and rooted in Latin. Mm-hmm. So I find that extremely fascinating, you know. Um, But at the beginning of this, you know, we, we've clearly established you're an emo mm-hmm. girl, but your your handles your social media handles are at sad hooligan which gives gives a little bit of a similar vibe i'm curious <laughs> w- where does sad hooligan come from do you kind so, of have an origin story behind that i do so um kind of like going back to like the like local emo girlfriend um it's like a 
I don't want to say emo band. Um, it was back when like metalcore was like really like a top genre, like in the like I guess alternative music scene. And I really resonated with this band Issues before they were canceled, guys. Before they were canceled, um, I really was like into Issues, and they uh, called their fans hooligans, and they had a song called Sad Ghost, and that happened to be my favorite song. And then I was late on the Instagram train, and I didn't know what to make my handle, so Sad Hooligans sad hooligan just came about from like that little metalcore band and i guess it kind of fits still a little bit which now that i'm looking at your shirt are you wearing a ghost shirt yeah i am i yeah yeah i have a spooky hoodie on period it is i've already got started getting some of my halloween stuff and i'm so i i'm so excited and you know speaking of social media i admittedly took a, a bit of a deep dive into your instagram and one post definitely popped me in particular and i want to clarify that this was not me this was in reference to ella envy not not me um there was a clip of you giving her a swinging leg hook slam and the caption of the video says because she said she likes mint chocolate ice cream first of all thank you Brittany, because i don't like i don't like a mint chocolate chip mm -hmm. ice cream at all and people it. give I me shit for it, it. so can it. we just talk about for a moment our mutual hatred of mint chocolate chip <laughs> ice cream Brittany? yes it's foul like do you put chocolate chips on your toothpaste in the morning like what the hell are people doing like that no. is foul. that's it's uh, no see i'm the same like you know i can do mint like i love mint otherwise like toothpaste is fine and gum is fine like mints is fine um what else i don't do mint cookie like mint with chocolate anything just to me i can't yeah. do it like it's fine on its own it's fine in like gums and mints and toothpaste but mixing it with chocolate and ice cream just isn't <laughs> it for me so i just want to thank you Brittany, because yeah. a lot of people have yeah. been giving me shit for that take <laughs> No, I am on your team. Like I am on your team on this one. Like it's it's not for the girlies. I'm sorry. Mint mint chocolate ice cream, not for the girlies. No. I'm going to clip that just so people see that I'm not alone. So thank <laughs> you. You know, talking about yourself too, you definitely seem to be a tattoo enthusiast too. Is that safe to say? Yes. Uh, I stopped counting tattoos once I hit 30. Yeah, I mean, you, you have a lot, and we definitely probably don't even see all of them, you know, because obviously your gear, your your hoodies mm -hmm. and all of that sometimes, sometimes cover them. But what about your first tattoo? Do you remember wh when and what exactly it was and kind of the story behind that? Uh, yes, uh, my first tattoo is actually my biggest tattoo. It's those big yellow pink roses that everybody yeah. sees from my kneecap up all yeah. the way up my thigh. Um, that took two sessions. Each section was about each session was about like five to six hours of just laying there. Um, it's my biggest tattoo. So that was my first one at 18, like on my 18th birthday, I got that tattoo. I'm curious, is there kind of a significance behind it? Or I know some people go for the aesthetic too. That's kind of yeah. what they like about it, or was it both? Um, so me and my dad have um matching yellow roses. Um my grandma my late grandmother who always loved wrestling as well like she always like she would sit and watch friday night smackdown with me um she was a florist and her favorite flower was a yellow rose and like it became my favorite flower so when i was finally old enough me and my dad got like matching yellow roses 
I love that so much. And it's it's very much like a statement piece. It definitely pops out like through your fishnets and everything. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't gotten my tattoo. I keep saying, but I keep like chickening out. I would assume though, because it's on your thigh that it, I mean, it's a, it's a meteor, you know, there's more cushion underneath. I Maybe it didn't hurt as much, but like there's still like five, six hours. Yeah. Um. So like, it's weird. Like I found like people that are like heavily tattooed, like myself will be like, yeah, tattoos fucking suck. Like this hurts. Mm-hmm. And then like the girls, like the infinity symbols are like, oh no, it's like a cat scratch. And like, I think like the science maybe behind it is that like, if you're getting like a tattoo, like an infinity symbol or like a very little daisy or like yeah. any basic tattoo that takes like under an hour, your adrenaline's there. You're not going to feel it. Yeah. Once you're under that tattoo needle for so long, like it sucks. And like, that's just the honest truth of tattoos. Like it sucks. It's like and a bunch it, of needles it into your skin and you and can't it, move. Yeah. And it has to do with your pain tolerance too. I'm mm-hmm. one of those who have wanted a smaller tattoo for the longest time and then maybe gradually build up. I'm just afraid. Cause like you said, I've heard varying things. I've heard like, it feels like a cat scratch. I've heard people say, oh, it hurts. Like, you know, shit. So I, I, I've just heard so many things, but my first one is one that would classify under those that would take less than an hour. So maybe you've kind of just talked me into that. Yeah, so. I think that's especially after like wrestling like I think that is the science like your adrenaline's up you're not feeling yeah. it my best friend like her first tattoo took 20 minutes and she was like oh that was nothing what were you complaining about and I just side-eyed the hell out of her I was like what did you just say to me <laughs> tell me about your Taylor Swift inspired tattoo you got earlier this year oh my god okay okay we got to set you down for that one so I am a big Taylor Swift fan yes yes 2008 like I'm not recent on the bandwagon here but I got a lover tattoo for the lover era because it's probably my favorite. Um, it's just like a little lollipop that says lover in the lover font. Yeah. I love it a lot as I've always loved Taylor Swift since 2008, since the debut album. Yeah, so kind of talk us through more about your fandom. See, I'm one, you know, first four albums, great. I kind of fell off after Red a little bit. Um, Besides, I know her big hits, obviously, but after Red, I kind of fell off a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, But I still think she's a lovely artist, and obviously she's a big following. Tell us more about your fandom and, and why you love Taylor Swift. She's, a, I know she's a big topic of convo, especially this last year. Yeah, um... I've just uh, was raised by like a single father and in the deep South. And um, obviously we grew up with country music and uh, he's a single father of all three daughters, like all women. So he wanted to get into more country female artists as, you know, he had daughters. So he wanted that representation for us. And, you know, when we were growing up, this up and coming young country music star. So he was like, let me snag this Miranda Lambert. Let me snag this Carrie Underwood. Let me snag this Taylor Swift. And, I guess Taylor Swift just resonated more with me. So um, I had her first debut album with the homophobic line in it. Um, I wish I knew where that went, but I followed her throughout the years because like I kind of grew up with her because um, even though she's uh, almost like a decade older than me, um, you know, like we all kind of grew up together because she was in the spotlight since 14 and each album I was just like, dang, like I guess all every feeling ever is kind of like normal no matter like what platform you're at and even when it was trendy to hate her, I still liked her and I defended her. And now that it's trendy to like her, everybody's yeah. like, oh, of course you like her. And I'm like, I've been yeah. like her. 
<laughs> you're an og swifty yes and like i love all, i love all the new swifties i love their passion but it's heartbreaking that all the girls in high school who made fun of me for defending taylor swift especially the ones who were like oh my god like i hate 1989 or the people that diss reputation and i was just like no i love it it's so good all those people that made fun of me for liking taylor got the tickets and i did it and it's not fair it's not fair i know and i know she announced <laughs> i don't you know i don't even want to I don't even want to imagine that stress. I was stressing out because Luke Combs had like similar, had a similar thing. You know, you had to sign up for pre-sale and then you would have to get accepted or waitlisted. That was still stressful for me. And that wasn't even to the magnitude of Taylor Swift. So I can't even like, I can't even imagine that, you know? <laughs> it was so bad. It's, it's just like, how, like, how are we filtering these people? Cause like, how are the girlies that made fun of me getting tickets and I'm not? I don't know. I don't know, girl. And then resale is like triple. Yeah, I know. I mm. I know. I've seen people pay in a ridiculous amount. I mean, if you're if you're rich, I guess good for you. But you know, still it's still sad though that like people like yourself, like genuine OG Swifties, you know. I mean, she'll probably announce more dates, but so I'm crossing my fingers for you, Brittany. Thank you. <laughs> maybe maybe resells my chance in this time yeah maybe maybe you know what would you say are obviously you're a fan of the lover album maybe it comes from these but what would you say your top three taylor songs ever oh my god i'm sweating i'm sweating um think number one coming in at all time is haunted this is hard okay so haunted at number one okay. i think we're gonna from speak now i think at number two it's actually gonna be a little fearless moment i i really like tell me why nobody likes that song anytime i see them ranking it on tiktok they put it last and i want to punch them in the throat but i don't um i really like oh it's like tied between New okay. Year's Day and Mary's song now for number three. Okay, I will accept a tie because she has a very expansive history and it's, you know, that's me trying to narrow it down between my favorite artists. So like, I get you and you've been, so I don't know the band, but I've seen that you've attended a concert like 23 or 24 times, I think for the same band. Can you tell me more? Because you're obviously a concert enthusiast now. Tell yes. me more about this concert experience, this band, and then your favorite concert experience overall. Um, so the band that I have seen the most amount of times is Motionless and White. Um, I think I've lost. I have a track in my phone. Um, I think we're coming up on. I'm seeing them for the 27th time. Um, I follow this band since the beginning of time. Yeah. Uh, like back from when they had like 20 people in the crowd and now like they're doing sold out shows all across the world. And I'm just like, oh, my babies. <laughs> Anytime I meet them, they're just like, oh my God, hey, Brittany. And I'm just like, <laughs> they're so sweet. And I love them. And I go back every time because they're like huge Halloween enthusiasts. Um, and they fall each October, like they tour each um, October and they do like a big Halloween show. So that, that is what I'm doing in October. Um, I obviously have to see my favorite band. Um. 
Motionless and White is definitely my favorite band and such a great, 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 great live artist. But I think my favorite concerts live is A Day to Remember. Tell us, because obviously that's that's a whole different, not totally different environment. What about that concert experience and hearing their music lives puts it at the mm-hmm. top for you? I don't know, every time like I've been to a date or member, I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Like yeah. one of the first times I've seen them, they crowd surf Christmas trees every time they're throwing toilet paper at us or they like get, I have like a beach ball. I can't even wrap my arms around. Um, maybe it's because I'm small or the ball is big or both. Um, and they were just like bouncing them in between us and them. Um, they've always had like such a good like stage presence. Like each show's just fun. Each time I'm just like, oh, what, what's happening now? What are we doing this time, guys? Yeah, I I love concerts as well. I always get the post-concert depression, you know, after every time and then just look forward to the next one. But obviously, I'm so glad you brought it up. You're an email girl. You also seem like a spooky girl as well. It is officially spooky season. So kind of in that theme, do you have any memorable or favorite Halloween costumes that you've worn in the past? Um. I think it's all of my specialty gear I've had made for October's because I do take Halloween very serious. You do. Um, I have a custom made Chucky Britney Jade gear. Um, it has uh, it's like the spandex overalls and like a good guys t-shirt and I do like little scars on my face and the back says like Britney Jade. Um, I have a very expensive and intricate Pennywise uh, costume as well like gear um that one's really fun it's a little uncomfortable because it has like the full pennywise like clown sleeve yeah and then i am breaking out some new ones this october i was very selective on my october bookings because i do have a lot of vacations planned um so the each show i wanted to have like a special gear for okay we look forward to that we look forward to that now let me ask you a question um and hear me out so witches are obviously often associated with halloween and spooky season your last name is jade which is a popular crystal crystal that kind of fits into the witchy realm would you consider yourself a a witchy gal um as far as, like, all the girls that, like, are into, like, crystals and astrology and stuff, I'm not really, I don't know what, I don't know, like, which crystals are which. Okay. Um, I don't know astrology very well. I don't know the signs or, like, anything. Um, my younger sister, Madison's, like, really into, like, crystals and astrology and love spells and these candles. And I'm like, hell yeah, girl, get your witch on. I'm I'm curious. So that kind of answers my question because you know I I am one of those who's into crystals and astrology. So I was really curious. You know, a lot of crystals are good for manifesting. You know, so kind of on that realm, looking towards the future, what are some of your personal and professional goals that you're manifesting that you're yearning to accomplish next? Um, I think like the next stop. Um, I would like I'm really manifesting more. Um more ring of honor appearances uh just like as a personal goal um I've done like a lot of work for other companies but that's where I felt most at home at um I'm definitely still a new wrestler like I haven't even hit three years of wrestling um three years of matches um I still have a long time to get seasoned before I am offered a contract I do believe but I would love more appearances so I can get those reps and I can get, can get that experience. And um, obviously that's the company I'd love to be signed to one day. Um, 
I do think I have a little bit more time on the independence, get some reps in, like learn a little bit more. There's so much to learn and there's so much that I do have to learn and that I have questions about, but I would say manifesting some more ring of honor appearances. It's funny though, because at the same time that you're learning, you're also kind of teaching other some of the newer performers too that you've been working with so you've been the vet in a couple of situations how is that for you you know when you're still learning yourself like you said you've been it's been over it's been about two and a half years since your debut so you're still kind of learning yourself but there have been some situations where you're the vet and kind of you're the one maybe leading leading the dance as they say so how have you kind of approached that unique situation um I definitely, every time I was just like, man, like, this, this is weird, because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what the hell I'm <laughs> talking about. But um, that's how, like, in my head, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, how am I supposed to tell this person what they're doing? But the way, like, I kind of approach it is um, in, like, full transparency. Like, um, a couple of my first matches, I was wrestling a girl where I was big dog like hell. And I was talked down to, like, very mean, very condescending. And when I started to be the vet, I was just like, okay, so I'm going to learn from that. Like, I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to do blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, obviously I hate that girl, whatever. But um, I was just like, every time I vet, I want to be the person that I wish I had for my first couple of matches. Um, and that was like nurturing and reassuring and like never condescending because um once you get out there, like your nerves are everywhere. Like you can't be mad at somebody for forgetting. Like if it's somebody's like first singles match, they're they're respectfully shitting themselves they're scared yeah like it's like a whole new like life out there um so I try to be like reassuring I'm always talking to them um that's one thing that like I do need to work on is like how to cover up talking um and talk them through it like make sure that they're comfortable with everything and like the number one thing I always try to like do is never let them feel stupid because wrestling's not easy man no. um and for, like this that one girl like made me feel really stupid and we should never feel that way. We should feel safe in wrestling. We should be at home with our family. So every time I do have to vet, like, that's how I approach it. Like, I want to be welcoming. I want to be nice. I want to help them. Because, like, there's not, a, like, a lot of girls girls out there, really. And that's what I want to be. Like, that, like, every time, like, I've worked with Emily, like, I never want her to feel stupid, ever. Because at one, like, I feel like we all forget this. At one point, we were that new person. We were on our yeah. first match. Like, we have to take that step. Yeah, and I feel like especially too early on, like you said, you're still trying, like, early on, you're still trying to gather your footing, you know, and 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 uh, complete these first, whether it's your first singles match, your first tag team match, you know, mm-hmm. going and you've had all these, these training, but it's definitely another element when you're in front of a crowd and it's, you know, it's not just training, it's not just practice, you know, so yeah. I'm glad that, you know, I'm sorry for obviously <laughs> early on, you know, wrestling itself is very, and in any thing really you know obviously there's a lot of drama but I absolutely love that you've kind of turned that into a positive and now you're turning it so you can cultivate you know a better environment for the girls kind of after you instead of still coming up you know so yeah. that's definitely huge and a big part of learning that is obviously gaining your confidence and you've talked about how confidence is one of the things that you've kind of gained that you're gradually gaining but kind of looking back so far and what other ways do you think that you've grown as a person person and as a competitor since you've been in the wrestling game um I do I think like definitely number one's confidence like I've watched back a couple of my like really really old matches and like you could tell like that was a scared little girl in there um uh, my footwork's better like my charisma's better 
um just like overall like ring awareness is better but um and again in transparency like at the beginning of this year like I didn't really like what didn't really love wrestling the way that I used to and I thought about quitting um after like the whole thing in New Jersey and like um like just all the drama that like occurs because this is such a cutthroat business and all like the rumors and everything I was like I hate it I'm done I blah 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 and then um I just cried to a bunch of my friends Emily one of them um and a couple of other wrestlers uh do you want to give a shout out to obviously uh Drew Hood because he was just like you know like why are you quitting like you 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 can do this and I just took a couple of mental health weeks said whatever and then in the past like couple of months I've been having fun again um so Drew Hood kind of pulled me out of that and I watched back like a match before like my mental breakdown and like I was just dead-eyed I was just going through the motions of wrestling like I didn't smile once like I could tell like I was very sad and then I watched back my match with Drew I was smiling I was laughing I was giggling like I was having fun and so I I've really like learned how to have fun in wrestling like I used to walk out and be like okay gotta do this move gotta do this move and now I'm just like we'll get to the move we'll get get there fun yeah I feel like especially recognizing because um wrestling is definitely not only physical but mental emotional as well you know there's a lot of elements going on so I think that that's fantastic that you because not a lot of people are able to recognize it like you said a lot of people will go through the motions for months and, and years and never do anything about it to you so I'm glad that you were kind of able to take that time away reflect do whatever else you gotta do to get yourself better and then you know obviously you decided to come back not everybody does we're obviously glad that you're back in kind of in better condition so that that and that's too it's not you know you know moves and stuff are important too but it's also having fun you know you don't want to hate what you do you know so that's a that's a huge thing sorry you're gonna say something no you're totally fine I was just like agree with you I was just like yeah like I feel like um once you start like training and everything um you're always tall, like wrestling owes you nothing. And that's yeah. true. Wrestling does not owe us anything. And then like, I was just, um, I have a great partner as well. And I was just like crying to him about it. Um, and he was like, yeah, but also like wrestling owes you not, like you don't know, like wrestling doesn't owe you anything, but you also don't owe wrestling anything, especially at the cost of your mental health. Yeah. And I was just like, dang. Cause like, it's always taught to us that wrestling doesn't owe us anything. And true, it does not owe us anything, but we do owe it to ourselves to take care of our mental health. And it's just not talked about enough. It's just like wrestling, 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 go, go, yeah. go, go, go. Yeah. And I'm just like, how are we doing, guys? Are we all okay? Like, do we need to talk about it? Are we are we good? Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely hard. A, a lot of, especially when, um, not going to dwell on it, but like a lot of backstage drama, propel stuff, you know, mixed with your personal life, you know, it's just, it's just a whole thing. But like we said, I'm glad that you are back on track and you're continuing to grow and you're continuing to learn. Like you've said, a lot of your growth can also be partially attributed to the people that you're surrounded with. You know, you've had awesome learning opportunities, whether it be in training, AEW, Ring of Honor, the Indies. So what would you say then has been the best piece of advice within the wrestling space that you've been given? and who did it come from so um it was actually one of my like I think first 10 matches um I was wrestling Samantha Starr um who also when I was working with her never made me feel stupid um so it's awesome to see her in WA um so she never like that's 
when I was taking like my couple weeks of mental health break, I was like, okay, like let's think um, what are times that I did appreciate. And I do appreciate the girls and never made me feel dumb. So it was Samantha Starr. I will give her all that credit. She never makes you feel stupid. She talks to you the whole time. She's, you know, like a girl's girl. Um, but I was like shaking before my entrance because obviously I'm so green. I'm green to this day right now, but yeah. I was like nerd. And I was like shaking and Ricky Morton came up behind me and tapped me on the back and he went, hey, remember, have fun out there, okay? And then I just turned to him and it didn't register in that moment. Like, I hate to say it, but it did take me a couple years to register what he said to me. But it was Ricky Morton. It was like, hey, remember, have fun out there. You're living your dream, kid. And then um, in training, I was just like, let's just have fun. Like, like, I think that's like, I think that's like lost in translation, like how that Canadian destroyer spot got like destroyed, if you will, online, people hating it. It yeah. was fun. We are like, I feel like we've just forgotten to have fun. Yeah. And you've, I know you've been having a lot of fun with your in-ring character. You've described her as the shit kind of like puss in boots. It's also got that emo twist on it. So when it comes to your ring gear and your character presentation, you talked a little bit about it before of kind of your Halloween stuff, but kind of just in general, what are your general sources of, of inspiration? Where do you look to for inspiration for your gear that are obviously non-Halloween centric? <laughs> um, I think it's just like who I like. Um, I don't really have like a designated um, like gimmick, if you will, like how yeah. Chris Stapp did the alien abaddon is awesome oh, yeah. little zombie thing like i didn't have like a designated character like that because it's just genuinely like just authentic self like i'm very like very much a shithead um in real life like i always have a smart remark back I always have like a one-liner to tell you um and like you in my first like couple years you really didn't see that much um you'd see it here and there when i was actually having fun like i wrestled sadie lee moss once and i jumped up and taunted her into something like made her the funny face and like that is so me um just like doing like silly stuff with like drew and my match we came up with like a bunch of stuff and we were having fun um and just a lot of like taunting like it's just a lot of like authentic me if that makes sense but then authentic me was also raised by like gold dust yeah i know i heard oh yeah that's my dude so when, the first time i was ever backstage at AEW, like i was just like as he walked past me and like one time he hugged me and said bye and I was just I, I literally had to go call my dad <laughs> I had to go call my father I think that that's so funny you know um I don't know if you were been around since he's been back I know Jeff Hardy's there I know Jeff was huge for you um you know Lita Jazz Mickey James obviously are, are yeah. huge for you but you've been and you've been backstage in the locker room with some of the people that you like loved you've been on the uh, same poster as Lita you know yeah I I like I was gagged when I saw that because like I used to try to hang my thong out of my pants mm -hmm. for the like I still wear cargo pants to this day because like I loved the hardies and everything like um I was like my dad was a kid that had a kid so I was raised by that television like he you know has a job he has to go outside and work in the shed um so he put the tv on and that's what's on tv so like in a way like that you know like not only it's by did it inspire Britney J but it inspired Britney more like that's yeah. genuinely how I am in real life 
Yeah. Two more questions for you kind of on that same line of, of inspiration, you know, like you said, you look to a lot of places. What can you tell us more about the thought process and story behind your favorite piece of ring gear? Personally, I love your pink and black gear. Um, but I know everybody has their own personal favorites. So what is the story behind your personal favorite ring gear? So my personal favorite ring gear is probably my first set of gear I ever had made. Um, you have to really dig deep in my arsenal to find pictures of it. But um, it's black and white striped and it has like green and purple elements in it as like a ode to Beetlejuice because like real life Britney is kind of like the personality is kind of like Beetlejuice where it's like very in your face. Like, yeah. Like, funny jokes right off the bat, like witty. Um, So I wanted my first gear to be something that like I loved. I no longer wear it because it doesn't like fit right anymore because I'm smaller than I was when I started. Um, I thought about reselling the gear. I posted for sale and then I took it away because I was just like, I can't get rid of it. A little bit sentimental. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's like one of like my favorite gears. I don't wear it anymore because it doesn't like fit as well, but it's like the Beetlejuice. Yeah, I think that that's really cool, you know, and kind of to close things out, talking about kind of things that you're proud of, we do what's called a watch list here on WrestleZone. So kind of over the course so far, you know, you're still learning, but is there a particular match of you that you feel really proud of and why? Um, so my favorite, my um pr- match that I'm most proud of, unfortunately, we don't have footage of it because it wasn't a recorded show. It was actually a match against my partner. Um, because it was like my most fun match that I've had in a while. Like I genuinely had fun. I didn't have to think about what was next. I didn't have to think about my selling and I didn't have to think about ring awareness because I was having so much fun. It was coming naturally. And um I wish so much that it was a recorded match because I'm so proud of it because you could see like um from the entrance, like smiling. Like I like also it's kind of biased because my partner's standing right across from me. Um but a match that's like filmed, I guess, that I'm proud of uh, would be like the Drew Hood matches on like, um, it's like a 20 lo- minute long match, but like the beginning of it, it's like a, just a bunch of funny, like I stole his vest, I chest bumped him, I mocked him. It was just so fun. Um, and that was the first time I had fun in the ring in a while. So I'm very proud of that match. And also Drew pushed me to take a bunch of m- bumps that I'm not typically comfortable with. So not only was he pushing me um out of my comfort zone like mentally he was also pushing me like physically out of my comfort zone so drew hood's a girl's girl i hate to say it i bully him all the time but that's a girl girl i i love that though you know Brittany, you have just like i don't give an f energy but you're also having fun and that's i feel like that's when we do the greatest work is when we're having fun you know we overthink things all the time but some of the greatest things are just when you know maybe go off kilter or you're just genuinely having a good time like you said or you're doing like the gold dust impression or something have you done a gold dust impression in the ring before i know you did a lot of it growing up i'm curious if you ever pulled it out before in the ring done it but um I'm back in training again um back in training uh I left briefly because I got my IUD removed and that yeah so so obviously no bumping when you do that girlies any other girlies that hear that don't make my mistake because you will be shelved for a little bit um but now like I'm back and recovered I've been working on some ode to gold dust stuff um so we might see that popped out a little bit a little because I'm I want to have fun again man um and I have most fun when like I'm channeling my little inner gold dust so we might we might see a little older gold dust soon maybe 
we'll have to oh I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that just to see you put your own like twist on it you know um maybe maybe she'll put on i mean halloween is right around the corner i'm just saying like face paint is like the halloween's a perfect excuse to go full gold <laughs> dust i'm just saying Brittany, it's, it's fine. just a suggestion you know <laughs> i think it would be fabulous though but Brittany, before we let you go can you please well we already know where they can find you they can follow you at said hooligan pretty much everywhere but let let the people know where they can support you and everything too um perfect um sad hooligan on everything um there is a Snapchat at Sad Hooligan. That is not me, guys. <laughs> That's not me. Um, I have my own pro wrestling tea store. Um, I have a lot of designs on there. Like one of me as a Monster High doll, my bloody nose. Uh, so check those out. That's a great way to support me. Um, and then just I don't know. Follow me. Just keep. Just watch what I'm doing. So we're out here having fun, guys.